All right. So today we are talking about the top five reasons you are barely having sex in your marriage. And as most of you know, over the next uh, week, we're going to be talking exclusively about marriage, long-term relationships, and how you can reignite the spark in those relationships, um, how you can feel more connected and have healthy communication with your partner along with many other things, because I have just launched a new program called the Relationship Revival, but we are going to talk about that later. So the top five things or the top five reasons that you're not or that you're barely having sex in your marriage. Now, if you're not having sex in your marriage or you're barely having sex in the marriage, post in the comments um, or send me a message. Let me know what you think the top five are. And I'm going to jump right in because obviously we're recording this on Facebook and we're all busy people. So let's get started. So number one, and these are not in chronological order based on how damaging they are, how important they are. They are just my, literally my top five reasons why you're probably not having uh, enough or any sex at all in your relationship. So just a side note, we are not talking about medical conditions. We are not talking about um, highly, highly induced trauma conditions. We are not talking about um, separation or living in different areas as my husband and I are doing right now. Uh, We're not talking about any of those. We are talking about regular everyday reasons why you're not having sex. So Um, number one, work in business. So whether you have a full-time job, whether you run your own business, you have a tendency and I know I have, you have a tendency to get so caught up in what's going on in your business. So if you're a coach, um, if you're a full-time nine to five employee, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do next week? What do you know, what's what's going on in my business? What does this person need? What does that person need? What have I forgotten to done? What do I what do I need to do? And you get so caught up in your head with everything that you have to do in business that that's your focus, right? You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. You go to work thinking about it. So business takes up a lot of your mindset, a lot of your focus when you are trying to build a business, when you are trying to sustain a business, or when you're trying to sustain your financial stability. If you think about it, everybody has to work one way or another. You have to work um, majority of the time, right? For regular everyday people, you have to work, right? You have to support your family. You have to support yourself you have to financially support yourself and you're either doing that through business or you're doing that through working a nine to five. So that becomes a super huge, a super huge focus on your life is how am I going to pay this bill? Maybe you're not struggling financially, but you want to keep that financial consistency going. I know for me, I'm constantly thinking about work. I'm thinking about, okay, what's my next program? What do I, what do my clients need to hear? What do my clients need to feel? What, what can I help them with? How can I get them to the, that next level in their mindset? How can I get them to the next level in their relationship? And I'm constantly thinking of new innovative ways that I can help my clients based on my own experiences, based on the things that I know. And that is a huge part of my everyday life. Every day I'm thinking about work. It's Sunday night. My kids just went to bed and I'm hopping on a live. I spent the last two days at trade shows because I have a side portion of my business doing, you know, products, not just services, but products as well. And so my focus over the last two weeks is how am I going to prepare for these trade shows? I've got two every weekend for just about the next four weeks, uh, just about up until Christmas. And 
So that has been an excruciatingly portion of my life is focusing on work and what I am doing to get past work. So work is a really, really big reason why you might not be having sex, right? You go to bed, you come home from a long day, and I posted this today. You come home from a long day, you've had a great day at work, um, and you're you're sitting there and you think, you know, I'm going to pounce on my partner when I get home and we're going to have a great night and everything's going to be great. And then all of a sudden your bed looks too comfy and right, my bed's right there. And I'm thinking, oh, I just want to go to bed. I'm so tired. I have a long day at work tomorrow. I'm just not physically or emotionally or mentally up to putting in that effort to connect with my husband physically, right? Um, So work, work really gets into your head, it gets into your mindset and it kind of screws with stuff, right? So you're, you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out about your work day. So it's Sunday night. Um, when I record, when I upload the podcast, maybe not Sunday night, maybe Monday morning. Um, but it's Sunday night. What are you thinking about when you, when your kids are in bed, when you're ready to go to sleep, when you're ready to relax for the night, are you actually thinking about connecting to your partner or are you thinking about what is going on the rest of the week, because tomorrow's Monday, right? And a lot of people hate Mondays. I love Mondays. Uh, but a lot of people hate Mondays and think, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got so much to do. Everything's going on. Maybe you're launching a program. Maybe you're, um, you know, have to uh, go back to your job. And are you thinking about, oh, well, how am I going to spend the last of my work-free weekend? How am I going to spend that connecting to my husband? Or are you thinking, how am I going to spend that connecting to myself, right? How, what am I going to do for me? Am I just going to relax? Am I going to Netflix and chill by myself? What, like what's going on in your head? So let me know what you think right now, Sunday night. What are you thinking of the day coming up? This light is super bright and I kind of feel like I'm a little bit uh, ghostly. All right, so number two, and I do have a list. So if I look down, I have this list because I wanted to make sure I got everything. Family stresses. So this one's fun. This one's super fun. Family stresses. So you are married. Uh, You've probably, you're either renting a house or you own a house. Um, You might have animals. You might have kids. That's number three. But you might have animals. You might have kids. You might have so many things that you have to deal with. You have to, you know, um, focus on bills. You have to focus on the mortgage. You have to focus on laundry. You have to focus on food. You have to focus on homework. There's so many things in life and in family. Maybe you've got family drama that's going on. Maybe you've got drama with your friends. Um, maybe your husband's got things that he's doing or that is taking up his focus. Um, if you live on an acreage, maybe, you know, you've got repairs around the house that you need to be doing or around your acreage that you need to be doing. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm just so overwhelmed with everything that I have to do that you're like, you're not putting that focus into creating that time with your, with your partner. Right. So family, family stresses really get up in there, but they're not as bad so I would say that's like bottom of the list but the stress of everything that you have to do right all the roles that you're playing wife mother daughter friend sister business owner um, employee employer all of these things that you've got going on in your life and you're sitting there going okay well you know, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. Like your, your focus goes on into that. And there's a couple of points that I'm going to make when I'm done with the five points um, that kind of tie them all in together of why they're so horrible um, and, and what 
negativity they really do cause going forward in your relationship. So number three, being a parent. I'm sure 99 to 100% of parents understand, and Natalie was, uh, was guest to this one, is children. Now, it's not just one epic part of children. It's all of them. Homework, laundry, clothes, making like you're teaching these little people or these teenagers or these adults how to be responsible human beings. You have this utmost responsibility to teach your kids how to be decent human beings and not raving little assholes. Like this, this is your job as a parent is to take care of your effing kids, right? And as, as children ourselves, because we've seen our parents do it, we've seen other parents do it, we're constantly told that your kids have to be number one, right? Your kids have to be number one. I call bullshit. My children are not the first priority in my life. At times, yes, at times my kids are, are my top priority, but majority of the time my children are not my top priority. Um, if you had a list of one to five of your most important priorities, kids are not my top one. Uh, and I will get into that in tomorrow's live. I'm actually going to go live and talk about that tomorrow. And if you find that really controversial or if that comment pisses you off, feel free to private private message me or tune into tomorrow's because putting your kids first screws with your relationship more than you will ever know. And I'm going to get into that tomorrow. Um, so being a parent, uh, everything that you have to do, you've got homework, you've got clothing, you've got to do laundry, you've got to make sure they're eating right. You have to make sure they're, you know, personal hygiene. Absolutely, Natalie, right down kids. You have to make sure that all of these effing things are okay with your children, um, on a constant day-to-day basis because 24 hours a day, you're a parent. That doesn't change. 24 hours a day, you are a parent. But tomorrow I'm going to explain to you why that's not your first priority. So, um, when we're kids, we're told again, that they, that they're number one. Um, we have to do everything for them. If your kids have medical conditions, uh, my oldest daughter has type one diabetes. My youngest daughter is allergic to the cold, crazy, but true. Um, and I'm constantly having to make sure that these children are healthy and happy and well-fed and taking care of themselves, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally and uh, just all of it, right? Um, my oldest daughter wants to learn spiritually, so now I'm teaching her spiritual things and on top of trying to teach her how to deal with her diabetes and for me to learn how to deal with her diabetes. And it is one thing after another with kids. So I totally get it. Kids are a fuck with your relationship. Number four, self-confidence. Now this is going to tie into kids a little bit, but not a lot. So you have children. Um, I don't know about you, but every kid that I had, and I had three, I gained 20 pounds. I literally gained, I gained more than that in my pregnancy. My first pregnancy, I gained 70 pounds. Um, but after I had my children, I still kept 20 pounds per child. Like just 20 pounds per child. So I went from 134 pounds to my heaviest of 220. Um, I've recently lost 20 pounds. Yay me. Clap, clap, clap. I'm totally happy about that. Um, But you gain weight. You get stretch marks. Um, You're literally, your husband might be slightly traumatized because of the trauma that he just witnessed in your vagina. Um, how big your child was and how they had to fit through there. Um, maybe you're worried, you know, if you only have one kid, 
Uh, maybe you're a new parent and you have one kid and you're sitting there going, oh my God, like, can I even have sex after? After my first child, I didn't have sex for six months because I was traumatized. It was like, oh my God, the trauma I just put my body through. I was traumatized. So I didn't have sex for six months because I was terrified. Um, so when you have children, you're like, well, what, like what, what is going on here? Right. You may gain weight. You may gain stretch marks. You may, um, become upset with your appearance. Um, you know, it becomes all about the children, but your self-confidence in a relationship will really take a hit. And it's not just, (coughs) it's not just having kids, right? Your self-confidence takes a hit because, you go through, and we'll get to that in the next one, but you go through your marriage and things happen, right? Uh, everything else gets the focus. You're not putting focus on yourself. You're not putting focus on your relationship. And you're like, well, you know, I've let myself go. This is the stupid part. And this this is the part that drives me nuts um, as you get older is people will tell you, uh, when you get married, uh, the wife will let themselves go and, and gain a bunch of weight and, and the husbands don't want to have sex with them or it, just these bullshit things that you hear. Um, but another one is, I just lost my train of thought on that one. Another one is the intimacy, right? Um, how many times growing up, and I heard it a million times, how many times growing up did you hear that certain sexual acts don't happen anymore after you're married, right? Um, why would they? Um, you've begged the guy or the guy's begged to the girl. So you kind of hear those ridiculous bullshit stories of, oh, you know, now you're, you're not going to get any oral sex now because you're, your wife, you're married now. You can kiss that goodbye. You think about bachelor parties. Oh my God. I love bachelor parties and I love bachelorette parties. But the horror stories you hear from your married friends or your not married friends who don't have a effing clue what's happening in a marriage is ridiculous. And you start creating these beliefs, right? And those beliefs will put dings into your relationship because you think, okay, well, you know, am I the same person I was when I was married? Am I, you know, am I as attractive to them as when we first got married? Am I, you know, uh, do they love me as much now as I got married? So your self-confidence is a huge, huge part of your own intimacy with your partner after you've been married, right? Because you get the honeymoon period and then, and this goes into to number five, which is the stale stale relationships. And this happens to everybody. Um, and it's various different things that creates this one, but, um, having a stale relationship, right. Is what do you even like anymore? Right. Um, everything else has gotten in the way. So we've talked about family. We've talked about friends. We've talked about, you know, being a parent. We've talked about work. We've talked about your self-confidence. Now you get into, okay, all of this shit has gotten in the way of your relationship no effort has been put into keeping that consistent or even that, um, just touch, right? Even any, any form of intimacy hasn't been focused on in months, in years, in weeks, in days. And you're sitting there, okay, well, do I even like that anymore? Do they even like that anymore? Um, you might start to feel strange. Um, you, you, you know, you start getting in the mood and you're like, well, should I do something different or, do they want to hear me talk 
weird or just all these different things, right? And that comes back to your self-confidence is you start second guessing. You start second guessing what your partner likes. You start second guessing what you like. You start second guessing if you can give your partner the things that they like or if they can give the th- you the things that you like because it's been so freaking long. Everything else has taken the forefront and this I- ridiculously important part of your marriage, of your relationship is drowning in in life and you're like okay well what now like you feel like a weird weirdo initiating something because it's been so long um there's no spontaneous uh events right you're like you've got to plan having sex with your partner because of kids because of work because of the routines the kids have I don't know if your kids are teens they're grown up then you've got college you've got dance you've got hockey and basketball and all of these different things that your kids are getting into and because you're the parent of course you're responsible for doing these things which is great and I love it but at the same time you're so worn out you're not making any effort to be spontaneous you're you're now having to plan your date nights you're having to plan um spending time with your partner you're trying you, you have to plan the intimacy You actually don't, but in some cases you might. And again, my list here. Okay, so I've got the five points, right? And if any of you have any questions, let me know. Send me a message, comment, let me know. Um, I know one person was irritated with my live. I saw, you know, some nasty, angry emojis, which I totally love. Um, So physical touch. So how important to you on a scale of one to 10 do you think physical touch in your relationship is. Now, I'm not just talking about sex because sex is super important. If you've got medical reasons, these are are the reasons that I've gone without medical. Uh, When I was on the pill, couldn't do it. No, no drive whatsoever. It was ridiculously messed up my hormones for years and it was horrible. Uh, And my relationship struggled during that time. physically lack of confidence, right? I gained a ridiculous amount of weight after having my children. And I'm just like, how am I even attractive to you anymore? Right? Like I've gained 70 pounds. How am I even remotely attractive to you anymore? Uh, so self-confidence, uh, work, definitely work, uh, his work and mine got in the way. There was tons of times where he was working consistently or gone for two weeks at a time. Um, there's times where I've been at work. I used to work evenings, um, at my post office. So I was gone in the evenings. Um, and it was just back and forth, right? We, our work schedules made it impossible for us to have that time at home together. Um, depression, borderline working on depression issues or our lowest moments, right? That affects your, your intimacy with your partner. Finances. Finance is a huge one. If other things in your life are not going well, you will redirect that to your partnership and it will take a hit on your intimacy. Uh, Location. So obviously my husband and I are living in two separate places right now. Um, So that takes a hit, right? Because we're not together all the time. So what happens to me? And here is why your relationship will struggle if you are not being intimate. And I'm not just talking about sex. I know I put sex in there and sex is a really huge one, but it is not the one and only piece of intimacy that you need. So you wake up in the morning, um, you guys get ready for work, you go to work or he goes to work and you kiss goodbye. And it's routine kiss. 
right? It's routine. Saying I love you has become a routine. Um, hugs and kisses have become routine. They're only at specific times of the day. Um, when you're leaving, when you're coming home, um, when the kids want one, it's become routine, right? Um, then you think about, oh, I lost my train of thought there. I shouldn't have gotten that list. Now I'm at the end of my list and I just totally screwed up. So intimacy in all forms. Ah, and here where, where I was going with that. And I've talked about this before. Intimacy is not just sex, but a touch. Um, when my husband and I first got together and he still does it now, um, a simple touch. Now it's not, uh, Hey, you know, how are you doing? No, it's, it's a touch. It's hi. How was your day? Right? It's a hug. It's an embracing hug that lowers your anxiety. It lowers any negativity that you're feeling. It's, it's literally like wrapping yourself in this soothing, emotional, connected blanket of your partner. Your partner is literally your partner in everything that you do because they're a constant in your life, right? And if you're not feeling connected to that person physically, emotionally, mentally and energetically, your relationship is going to struggle. It's going to be hurt because those connections all bind together. If I'm not having intimacy with my, with my husband, if he's not hugging me or kissing me, or, you know, if we're not having sex or whatever is going on and we're not having that intimacy, I am raging. Not right away, but I start to get frustrated. I start to dream about it. I start to go to, am I good enough? I start to go to, is he cheating on me? And I don't have any fears of my husband cheating on me. I have full and utter trust in him, but I start to go there when I'm not being emotionally and physically and mentally fulfilled by intimacy, I start to go there right? Because my confidence just drops to the floor. I might be confident in business. I might be confident, you know, in my parenting, but everything else will drop when you're not being supported a hundred percent by your partner. It'll drop. And you sit there and you wonder, okay, well you go to work the next day and you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why, why are we not connecting that way anymore? And you start to seriously self-doubt yourself And you start to have a lack of confidence, not just in you, but your relationship itself, right? You got into this relationship and you went through the honeymoon period. And I love the honeymoon period, but you went through this period where it was touches and loves and hugs and kisses and I love yous. And, but it wasn't just, you knew it mentally, you felt it, right? You felt it. It wasn't this routine, love you, have a great day at work. It was, you felt felt loved. You felt supported. You felt that when you turned around and your partner was there and you were having a bad day, he would wrap or she would wrap her arms around you and you would feel release. You would feel that you were being a hundred percent, a hundred percent supported by somebody who had your back. And when you're not being intimate in every possible way with your partner, your relationship is going to struggle. You are going to feel a lack of connection. You are going to feel a lack of self-confidence 
and you are going to start feeling very negative about your relationship and that's going to leak into your business and your life and your children and not that you're intentionally taking out it out on everything else but if you don't understand acknowledge and release negativity by learning from it it starts to incorporate into everything and that's what we don't want that's the point